This episode is made possible by Red H Nutrition. Red H Nutrition is your one-stop shop for nutrition and wellness supplements. You can check them out in the show notes. And don't forget to use code RUNLIFTMOM, R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, at checkout to save 10%. Also, if you stick around to the end of the episode, you'll hear me interview the owner of Red H Nutrition about one of my favorite products. And as always, I'm a Zaya Active representative, so don't forget to get on my new release Wednesday text message. Yeah, you heard me right. By going to newreleasewednesday.com, put in your phone number, and then you don't have to scroll social media all day come Wednesdays. I'm going to send you my favorite directly to your phone. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're going to touch on all three because I have a physical therapist, Dr. Sammy Herbster. She is here to talk to us about self-care. If you want to run better, if you want to lift better, if you want to do life as mom better, Sammy is going to talk to us about understanding our bodies and the signals that it gives us, caring for it ourselves, and moving better. This is a woman who empowers her patients. I've got her on the audios so you can hear from her and learn from her without further ado, Dr. Sammy. All right, welcome, Dr. Sammy, to the Run Lift Mom podcast. Doctor, tell me how it came to be that we can call you that and why you're so passionate about self care. Well, Susie, I want to thank you for having me on this podcast. I can't tell you um, how amazing it is to talk to people and listeners that already have some type of movement practice or a passion about being active. Um, That is something that I'm very passionate about is finding a way to empower other people to have some kind of movement practice because I really truly believe that movement is medicine. And so I am in a perfect profession where I get to actually prescribe movement um, as medicine to help people um, move from point A to point D and to live their lives a little bit better. Um, So the doctor part is I am a physical therapist and um, that means that I passionately like to listen to what your body is telling us and how do we move you from point A to point Z um, in the most logical manner possible. And that deep passion comes from being an athlete. Um, I was an athlete my whole life. Um, I went through college and I played softball, but that was only because I had to niche down to one. Um, I did play a lot of other sports too. Um, I loved challenging my physical body and I loved the competitive nature of sports. However, I have to tell you that as soon as I got done with that college scene, um, life and my movement practice and my goals changed drastically. And when they, when you aren't practicing six days a week and have a structured environment and have that competitive measurement of success. Um, sometimes we, we aren't as diligent about taking care of our bodies um, as much as we should because we're now living and have other things in life that are going on, like a lot of responsibilities. So um, post-athlete is where um, Dr. Sammy really decided um, this self-care aspect of it is what most people 
are missing. And when I refer to self-care, I refer to carving out time for yourself to check in with yourself. And then I'm going to even go as specific as saying as checking in with your body. And if you like to run, if you like to lift weights, if you like to challenge your body to the limit, um, it is imperative to stay healthy that you're constantly checking in with how you're feeling and what those movements are doing. And I say that because a lot of times we just end up mindlessly moving. And that mindless movement is usually what keeps people um, coming in at my practice over and over and over again. So um, the passion of connecting the mind with the body has what is what has driven me to this really important self-care component because we can do it anywhere, um, anytime. And most of the time we're already equipped just with our body and our breath um, to employ some of these really, really great strategies to help us find a little more balance. I would say in being an athlete in college, we, we didn't have balance and I wasn't taught about balance. And when we get into some of these fitness endeavors post-college and in our like more of our golden years, I think sometimes um, we get so hyper-focused in one area that we um, don't allow balance in our body. Or maybe we don't even quite know what balance looks like. Um, so right. so, so I love that passion and driver. you're calling it, a, I, I've noticed several times, you're calling it a movement practice, like, like that we each have a personal movement practice. And I love that. Practice obviously implies that we're doing something often. <laughs> so let's yeah. say I walk yeah. into your office and I'm like, self-care, what's that? The foam roller's collecting dust. I don't know. You know, wh- how much time would you suggest that like the average Jane carve out for self-care? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And I, um, in my experience and in um, my evolution of, of patience and maturity as, uh, as an athlete. And then also as a clinician is um, I think of the less, least effective dose. Like how can we find the least effective dose for you that is going to cause either it's going to be a catalyst for change, or it's going to plant a seed that then becomes nourished and grows. Like how do we find that least effective dose? So um, a lot of education goes around these things that I prescribe to people for self care, because some people come back to me and are like, you just want me to do that? Like, that's it? Um, like, that's that minimal. And, and, and here's, here's my point, is what I realized is I could, I could give you all of the solutions and all of the techniques and prescribe all the exercises that I feel are benefit for you to get you out of your pain situation. But if you don't have some type of routine at home that you take a moment to take care of yourself, then I, my list of exercises or techniques just end up being one more list of things that you need to do during the day, which is probably endless when you have other little little humans you're taking care of on a daily basis. So in saying that, number one is carving out time to do something intentfully for your body. Set an intention, what is it going to be um, and how is it going to benefit me and my goals? And carving that out is what I found very few people had. So they come in and, and they're like, I want to do these things and I give them a list of 17 things to do, or I like to, I like to operate in three. So sometimes it's three or six things to do. Sometimes that's even overwhelming for folks because they don't even have an established time of the day that they spend doing something for themselves. So that's usually step one, like, please, like, how can we find a time to carve out? Um, and I'm going to say five, 10 or 15 minutes, because here's why everyone's a little different. Um, and everyone's 
self-care is going to look a little different too, because let's say I asked you to carve out 15 minutes out of your day and you're like, 15 minutes, are you serious? I can't get that anywhere. I'm like, whoa, way too much resistance. Not going to work, right? Not going to work. So how do, how do I figure that out? Let's start with something that you could do. Like, what can you do? Can you set a timer for seven minutes? And then what are we going to do during those seven minutes? And my key is like, I, I really do need to do it every day, like 80% of the time. Like, otherwise, we might not see change and you might just get frustrated or this might be another thing on your list of things to do. And I don't want it to be another thing to do on your list because it has to be meaningful to you. So let's go ahead and pick up that foam roller and let's pick up that lacrosse ball because now we've decided we're going to sit down for 10 minutes every single day and we're going to do something with these things. Like, now, what do you want me to do? Can I talk to you behaviorally? You know, I know there are some people listening, right? And it's like, do you add five minutes into a sweat session? Or do you recommend that some people maybe partner? Like, obviously, this is the Run Lift Mom podcast. And folks that are connected mm -hmm. with me have seen me roll my feet out with that lacrosse ball. Do you recommend that they're pairing it with something else that they do, do during the day or having it be a standalone? So I think, first of all, if you don't have anything at all, like we need to find a way to carve out time. Second of okay. all, now we get to figure out like, what's the best way we can choreograph this according to what it is I'm doing. And I like that feed idea because I actually am going to have, um, I'm going to send you a link to a couple videos at the end of the podcast um, that Great. take you through a really quick five minute routine that you can literally do everywhere. And I actually start on the feet. So I love, I love that you talked about that. Now let's strategically plan when's that best for you. I say it's best any time of the day, any, any time, anywhere, um, before, after workout. And here's why, um, in being a clinician and figuring out how to connect your mind and your body, that lacrosse ball and that foam roller are going to give you sensation and give you awareness of your body that you may not have. You didn't know that you were sore there until you got on that foam roller and holy cow. That's really sore. So Everybody is laughing that's ever worked with a personal trainer or been in a CrossFit gym, right? Because they do, <laughs> you, you don't realize how much that foam thing can hurt you. But I love that you're, you're talking about it gives you that body awareness. Exactly. And it's checking in. It's a check-in point. And mm -hmm. when our brain um, can't sense or feel things, it doesn't use them. It usually works around them. So for you to be on a self-discovery with a foam roller or lacrosse ball and go, oh my gosh, I had no idea that part of my butt was sore. Um, now your brain goes, I actually have this part of my butt. I didn't know I had it. And then you go out to run or you stretch and it's going to use it a little more. So this is a really, really powerful tool besides just rolling around and going, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. It is a mind-body connector, um, and it is a self-awareness that brings you back into the places of your body that you may not know existed. Oh, I love that so, so much. So, so we I can literally say that. We can say that, Susie. That can go anytime, anytime, anywhere, like to bring you right back in your body. But then we also have very active people that like routines. So let's talk a little bit about foam rolling before a workout or a run and then foam rolling after a workout and run because you may be going through the same motion and the same self-discovery, but I think there will be two different intentions. And so that's going to lead me into my, my kind of second part where I say, if you're going to set us off time, set aside time to do a self, a self care practice, I need you to set an intention for it. 
Um, by setting that intention, we will elicit a better outcome than if we were just mindlessly doing things to do things. So before you go running or before you work out, I would use a lacrosse ball or a foam roller to awaken, awaken your body in places that you didn't necessarily know or you had because they were tight, stiff, or not moving. So the more woke your body is, the more apt your brain is to use it when you move it. And now I'm becoming poetic. <laughs> I love this uh, mind-body thing, and I want people to hear you saying this. And the more that we practice this, to get back to it, you said when we opened up, movement is medicine. It's not just a physical thing, guys. Keep going, Dr. Sammy. Yeah. So then let's go. We've done our run. We've done our lift or whatever. And maybe we didn't get to the cross ball, the foam roller beforehand. That's cool. We ran and we jumped into a class, but now our intention after a workout is nearly as important as the intention would be before the workout to awaken. Now afterwards, it's to resume us back to like a normal balance because mm. let's say you back squatted with chains and you did box jumps and then you did sprint intervals on the rower guess what? When you get in your car and you drive home and maybe when you go to bed at night, your body and your nervous system is to some extent maybe still doing some of those activities. And that residual tension over time ends up kind of compounding and creating um, chronic conditions or wearing and tearing of the body that we don't necessarily need. So the intent of the self-care post-workout would be to restore our body to a normal tension, to find wherever we had, it is that we ramp things up and bring them down. Now, anytime, anytime someone touches you, it has a calming, or it should, depending on your, your path, um, should have a calming effect on the body. That's why we get massages. That's why some people love deep tissue massages. They're like, get in there. I want to feel it. Because right. then we feel better afterwards. So it does, it does act as a tool to kind of turn down the tension in the body. And I think it's really important after you exercise to do that because we could carry it around with us all day and it compiles and then it becomes a, a garbage bin full of tension and we don't feel good in our body. You know, that mind-body connection, I like. So first of all, I mean, quite literally, there's, there's those synopses, right, that we're connecting. But then yep. I love that you're talking about the intention. So beforehand, we're, we're getting woke, we're awakening, and then after, we're thinking restoration and balance. Guys, if you've ever um. used any type of affirmation, you know that the mind plays a powerful role. I really like entering the self-care with that mindset and that intention. That's, that's a game changer. It is. And you know what? It, it, it gives meaning to you. And I think that we are so good at doing, I myself was a, I call myself a recovering perfectionist because I really thought that I was, my value and my worth was what I had accomplished during the day. And if my list was long, I won. And that's, that's not the case. I mean, granted, like the more responsibilities that we take on life and, and the more we feel like we want to live life, the longer our list may be. But like, Without, without an intention or a meaning, then things just become actions. And actions without meaning don't usually help us reach our goals. And so that has been a powerful component I've learned in, in my evolution. But then I try to kind of infuse and empower people to go, like, like, why are you doing this? Does this mean something to you? We can talk about supplements. We can talk about exercise. We can talk about food. But like, what does it mean to you? And that's, that's a personal question. So I could share with you what it means to me and, and Susie as, 
as a voice of this population you can share, but it is, it's a really personal experience. Yeah. So let me ask you, Dr. Sammy. So let's say, um, let's say, so for for the person that wants to include self-care in their gym routine, right? Let's say they've Mm -hmm. got a spare 10 minutes. Are you recommending split, split it up five minutes before, five minutes after, or are you recommending that, that they're doing 10 minutes before? Like, how would you recommend that they, they split that? Yeah, I um, they split it? That's, that's <laughs> a really good question. That's a really good question. And I, gosh, I want to say D, all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, but I, I guess my, my focus would go back to like, what are you intending to do? And then let's do it well. Mm. Let's do it really well. So did you, and, and let's, let's make a fictitious person. So Josie is a person that has four kids. She was up at 5 a.m. to get all of her kids off to school so she could go to her nine to five. She's at another nine to five. And she gets off at 4.30 so she can make it to the gym at 5 for her 5 o'clock class. Okay. So she comes in her 5 o'clock class, she works out, and then she's got to go pick up all the kids and make dinner. When, when does she carve out this time? Does she do five minutes before? Does she do five minutes after? Um, what, what if she only has 10 minutes? So now we have this like real person that we're dealing with. And I'm going to say because Josie has had a very chaotic morning and because she has sat in a chair all day, we're going to say she has a desk job, um, that it may be more important and more beneficial for her and her movement practice with, let's say she's lifting weights to give up an intentional 10 minutes to check in with her body before she goes erratically and moves it with weight. Um, then, um, if, if Josie gets really good at this self-care thing and checking in with her body, she will know over time if she's done that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the past six weeks, if she'll know if like, man, I'm, I've been working out for a while and I feel amazing. And then she'll know like that, that was a really good preparatory skill to have before I work out. But what if Josie goes home and, and her body feels like crap? Um, even though she warmed up with her, with her check-in and her workout, then maybe I would say to Josie, you need 10 minutes somehow before you go to bed to unwind whatever workout you did do. Now, let's say we are a mom of four kids and we've been running around with them all day long and haven't had only got to sit down to have two bites of lunch before I had to do this, that, and the other. And I finally get to the gym and I'm like, you can call this one Susie if you'd like. (laughs) Okay, there we go. Like, how are you going to get the best out of your workout? Like, are you ready for your workout? Is your mind ready for your workout? Is your body ready for your workout? And if, if you were to check in with yourself and you say, you know what? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Then maybe you're the one that needs to unwind afterwards. But um, let's, and I'm, as I'm kind of talking in circles now, I'm almost going to always go to, I need to do check in before you do a, a, a formal movement practice. And that is literally so that your movement practice will be better. Your lifting will be better. Your running will be better. Everything will be better. But I can't, I can't discredit the, um, the after the workout, because that's, where the tension compiles and you end up in a chiropractor, a physical therapist, or maybe even a surgeon's office, because we can't turn down the tension. Right. Well, I mean, we're all hearing, first of all, the benefits of having a self-care practice, but then also beginning with the end in mind and really being in tune to our, our well-being to know how much self-care we need maybe before or after. I mean, it sounds like for Josie or Susie, it could be different from day to day. Am I understanding that correctly? 
You're exactly right. You are right on. And, and I guess once you kind of get the hang of this setting an intention thing and checking in with yourself, you'll be really surprised that your body kind of, your body and your mind will tell you what you need. And usually it's, it's kind of the things that you don't always want to do, but you're like, I, I bet you, I really need that. Now let's do an example of, I, I want to give you the least effective dose because we kind of said, let's roll around on a lacrosse ball or, or a foam roller. But what if I were to tell you that just laying on the floor with your feet straight up in the air, but back flat on the ground, feet straight up in the air on the wall. You had to just sit there and be quiet and just breathe for 10 minutes. Like that was your post-workout. Like what, what would, what would that bring up to you? And most people are like, you just want me to sit here. What do you want me to do? Like, you don't want me to do anything. Like you just want me to breathe. This is going to be like the longest 10 minutes of my life. And those people that, that kind of showed that resistance to me usually are the ones that need it the most. Like you need to just turn down. You just, you just need to be, you just need to be quiet without something to do with your own breath, with your own thoughts. And, and that is more of a down regulation tool that I prescribe after workouts. It's really easy to do. It's really easy to do at home before you go to bed and you're like, am I doing it? And I'm like, well, if you aren't doing anything and you're breathing, then you're doing it. I love, I mean, real talk, you know, I've got the physical therapist on and I thought we were going to be talking about lacrosse balls and foam rollers and, all, you know, <laughs> supernova balls and all this kind of thing. Yep. I love that you're saying like, you, you are the tool in this self-care practice. Yeah. You are, the person is the tool. There are other tools we can use, but I, I love how you're really, um, you're giving us a dip into the, the mentality side of self-care as well. I think that's where it begins, and then we can build everything afterwards. Um, you know, if you look at, at my mobility, my I have a bedroom that's all dedicated to, like, mobility tools because I love experimenting with all these things and figuring out how they affect my body. But you don't need a $350 trigger point gun to hammer your quads to elicit an effect that is going to make you feel better. And you don't have to have every tool on Amazon um, and a choreographed routine by a professional to get you where you need to be. You literally just have to have an intention and find a tool that's going to mean something to you and use it with consistency. Show up, do the work. If that means I told you to put your legs up on the wall and lay down and breathe for 10 minutes quietly, show up, do that day after day. And I guarantee you with an intention and consistency, we're bound to see some change, something. And, and usually, usually it is always amazing and surprising. And um, that is a long, hard lesson that I've learned over my lifetime. I've liked to try so many different things and we're willing to jump on all these different bandwagons because I want to learn and I'm a learner and I'm a trier and a doer. But Focusing down to the simple things, being consistent with them to see the change before I know how to build onto a more complex practice or more of a, a complex routine um, is, I think, where we may get a little overwhelmed. Anybody with my running schedule printable, the one quote mm -hmm. that I have on there, Dr. Sammy, it's consistency, then intensity. 
consistency, then intensity. People have heard this before. You guys listen to Dr. Sammy. So before we get to rapid fire, Dr. Sammy, I want to, so we're going to, depending on the player somebody is in, they can either swipe up or click on that hyperlink that says details. I'll also have this on the website page. So the runwithmompod.com episode page. The links that you're going to give us, the five-minute routines, what tools do we need for this, and how often do you recommend that someone go through this as a starter routine? Perfect. So I'm going to put two links in um, to two videos. One is the short form, and it's actually a five-minute routine that's been done time-lapse. So you can kind of just see the whole flow in about 30 seconds. Um, And I only did it on one foot. We're going to take care of our feet. Our feet Mm. are the things that contact the ground and allow us to move. Our brain needs to see our feet with master integrity. It needs to see every single movement and every single tissue. And um, I'm going to throw out, we put our feet in dark coffins all day long. Yes, I said a coffin. It is it is restrictive um, and it is supportive and it feels safe. However, um, I always start with the feet um, because that is that is what our gift that allows us to move upright. So um, this little five minute routine is done just with a lacrosse ball and your foot. You can do it sitting down or standing up. Um, I have it right in my bathroom and while I'm brushing my teeth, I have a lacrosse ball that I'm rolling around. Now, if you can't chew gum and walk, like I'd suggest maybe maybe just doing the routine a- a- alone and solo without trying to, to master tasks. But um, rolling around on your feet, you'll be really surprised at finding a lot of tender spots. And um, like I said, this is this is the way we move all day long, um, especially runners. Um, you need to sense the ground so that your knees and hips and your back feel stable and, and you can accumulate miles without accumulating tension. And so this foot routine, lacrosse ball or tennis ball, a tennis ball tends to be a little bit more forgiving um, and about five minutes. Um, and you can even do it seated. So sometimes those people that are trapped in a desk all day, um, what the heck, you know, grab a lacrosse ball and do a little bit of self-care. And I know when you just treat one foot and you don't treat the other foot, you feel a significant difference. So that's a good check-in to go like, wow, I actually did something to myself. I did this. I didn't pay a massage therapist. I didn't pay, you know, somebody to massage my feet. I actually did this to myself and it literally feels different. So um, I challenge you to compare your left and your right um, after doing one, just so that you know that you've done something, but um, anything, any kind of pressure points with um, those lacrosse balls are going to awaken some things that you probably didn't know about um, and give you some kind of benefit. I want to emphasize too, if you are a beginner and you've never done any of this type of work, guys, get a tennis ball and then work up to a lacrosse ball. If you are like uh, becoming a supple leopard is on your bookshelf um, and the folks that are these types of nerds are going to know exactly what that reference is, then you can do a lacrosse ball. Um, But guys, if you're a beginner, please start with a tennis ball and then move up to a lacrosse ball. That is really good advice. And I'm even going to say like, it takes a lot of practice to be able to stand on a lacrosse ball and accept your total body weight. So please do not use that as your initial challenge. The video that I have, I was standing up, but I was not standing on the ball with all of my weight. And I actually had my hand held on a counter. So um, literally you get to determine the pressure, which is the cool thing about some of these mobility tools. Um, you, you don't have, you don't have to endure pain to elicit, um, the response we're looking for. So be kind to yourself. 
Now, what's the second link, Dr. Sammy? So the first one is that time lapsed um, and we're working yeah. on our feet because we all need our feet. <laughs> what's the second so the link? Second, the second one is for geeky, nerdy anatomy people like myself. Um, and it is actually, uh, I've got an anatomy app on my iPad. Um, that shows all of the muscles and all of the bones and all the ligaments. And so I go through that entire five-minute routine um, and show you the structures that you're affecting. Oh, that is so cool. And I know that listeners it's, of this show are going to nerd out over that. That is awesome. Oh, you guys. It's pretty, it's pretty geeky, and I absolutely love it. But um, it's one of the ways that we can really connect the mind to the body um, it, it, and not, you don't have to go to the lengths of like dissecting cadavers and to know what the inside of your body looks. Luckily we've got all this technology nowadays um, that allows us to do that, but it is, it's pretty cool to see some of the structures that you're affecting and, and most importantly appreciate the complexity um, of the human body and what it is that you can do to it with just a, a simple ball, I guess. I love that. Oh, I love it. Okay, I'm going to rapid fire you real quick, Dr. Sammy. I have loved this, and I feel like we could nerd out all day long. Um, tell For me sure. if you've got one hour to grind, okay? And, of course, this is after you've done some mobility to warm yourself up, set your attention. Yeah. <laughs> How are you spending that hour? So, me personally, I have such an evolution of a fitness journey and being competitive and not competitive and finding a movement practice that now serves my body um, at my age with the list of injuries that I've had. So I got to tell you that I love being trapped on a spin bike um, <sighs> because it's winter here and because it's the weather is a little variable. If I can get an hour on a spin bike with my feet clipped in and some music pounding and someone literally cheerleading in my face, um, I feel like I got a way better workout than if I were to hit the gym on my own. So I'm, I'm jamming to that. Um, I absolutely love it. It, um, it, like I said, it traps me for 45 minutes and lets all those voices in my head just iron themselves out with the, with the flywheel and the spin bike. So that's, that's where I'm at personally. Love it. I love it. All right. Tell me a book that you like to gift. Gift. Oh gosh. One of the ones that really helped me start pivoting my mindset um, into feeling like I had control over, um, over the choices that I made and, and kind of my destiny was, was habits and that darn it. I can't remember changing habits. We'll link it. We'll link it. Oh, in it's the, got a yellow cover site. with some red. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's Charles Duhigg's Habits. When I read that, I was like, oh man, there's so much going on in the background that I didn't even really know was going on in the background. And I can change these things. I can influence them. And they kind of gave me the push to stay consistent. Um, because like I said, I tried tons of things before, um, but never really stuck with anything long enough to see a change. And so it was like, oh, I've got to make this a habit and, and listening to um, all of the stories. And there was like, wow, I, it was a catalyst for me um, to kind of dive down a deeper hole of like how we ingrain these habits and these routines in ourselves for a lifetime. It is called The Power of Habit, and listeners of this show know that I spent about a decade in corporate wellness, and I will tell you guys, when they wanted us as health coaches to learn about behavior change, this was recommended reading. It also comes in Audible if you're momming too much to read an actual book. We will link it below. <laughs> Finally, you Dr. Sammy, tell me your advice that you would have for your younger self. It doesn't necessarily have to be like physical training related. Yeah. 
um, patience and kindness to my, um, myself and my, my body. Um, I, um, lived a life of shameful feelings about performance and about my physical appearance. And although we may not even know that on the outside by looking at a human, um, mm. there's so much going on on the inside. And I would say that part of this self-discovery of the mind-body connection is learning me learning how to love my body again. And I say again, because I, if I wasn't performing and winning, um, then I didn't think I had a use for my body. Um, and so my older, my younger self, I would say, love, love the skin you're in. You only get one. Um, and the empowering nature of where I am now after um, coming and moving through all of that, I would say just patience and kindness to yourself. Like that has been a game changer as I've been, I've been employing those kind of thoughts with, with myself and then hopefully empowering others to do that too through, through these kind of self-discovery and self-help things. But um, nonetheless, like I, I'm an incredibly impatient person and I was very, very, very hard on myself. Um, so um, being, ki being kind and patient um, and loving this one body that I have um, is now a new like unleashed gift of life. Oh, I know that is going to resonate with some listeners out there. And Dr. Sammy, I appreciate your, you bringing your wisdom. You guys, I've been doing this for over 60 episodes. And here's the thing. There's only so much free value I can give in an audio format. It is what it is. Not only did we get to hear from Dr. Sammy, and I know some light bulbs are going off, but you guys can see the specific routine and protocol she will send you through. I've got a YouTube video linked in the show notes. Wherever you are, I don't know what podcast player you're listening in, you're either going to swipe up in that player or you're going to press that hyperlink. Typically, it's a different color like blue or purple. You're going to press that hyperlink that says details, and then it's going to give you all the goods you're going to see visually. That's how a lot of us learn best. You're going to see the self-care routine that Sammy wants to put you through. You are going to feel better. You're going to be able to pay attention to your body. I love this for running, lifting, and momming. What if you're like, Susie, I have no idea. I'm listening on Alexa right now because I don't even know how to work a podcast player, I've got you too. If you don't know how to access the show notes, what I want you to do is go to runliftmompod.com slash S2E6. Runliftmompod.com slash S as in Susie, two, E as in elasticity, six. S2E6, and you're going to see that YouTube video with the protocol. Thank you so much for providing this to us, Dr. Sammy, and for bringing your knowledge on this show. Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. All right, Katie Danger, if I could only promote one thing on this podcast, Real Talk, it would be Super Greens every time because I feel like every listener needs it no matter what season of life she's in. Can you tell me, though, how is Super Greens different from other greens products on the market? Well, first and foremost, it is 
amazing in taste. I know a lot of people are going to be hesitant when it comes to greens because they don't, they may as well just go out and eat some grass. But I'm telling you, we sweetened our greens with tangerine fruit, so it cuts the bitter. Um, but as far as what makes it different in, in formula, it's 11 different superfoods. It's got six full servings of veggie per seven gram scoop. And here's the big kicker, 25% of your daily recommend amount of fiber. Wow, awesome. And then the last thing is, we naturally sweetened it with stevia, so there's no sucralose. It's a perfect greens product that anybody should be taking. Thank you for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. This began as a passion project in February of 2019. I wanted to uplift other women in the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. Here's what's happened. I've not only personally been uplifted, I have been blessed by the relationships with guests on this show, by the relationships with listeners of this show. Thank you so much for helping me continue this passion project. Here's how you can help even more, and it will take you less than 10 seconds, dear listener. I want you to rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. It really, really helps other people find the show, and it keeps my show sponsors happy. Guys, I'm thrilled to announce a new partner on Run Lift Mom, and that is Audible. I've been an Audible member for over 10 years, and my favorite part, hands down, it's the gift of time. I use the free app to take notes as I'm doing my long run and I hear something fantastic, and you are going to love it. If you want to try Audible free, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. That's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M. Again, for a free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom.